0: Come to me, all oh, you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the Customs Post. He said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this and said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? He heard this and said, those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. Everyone's favorite feature of the Christian faith is mercy. Don't you love mercy? But even though we are ready to receive mercy, we are often slow to share it. Consider this example. Mr. Green peered over his fence and noticed that the neighbor's little boy was in his backyard filling in a hole. Curious what the youngster was up to, Mr. Green asked, What are you doing, Jimmy? Tearfully, little Jimmy replied, My goldfish died, and I just buried him. Mr. Green said, That's an awfully large hole for a goldfish, isn't it? Patting down the last bit of earth with his shovel, Jimmy replied, That's because he's in your cat. <laughs> Mercy is easy to receive, but it can be hard to hand out, even to a cat. In the Gospel today, Jesus teaches the message of mercy, but he does it in the context of calling St. Matthew the tax collector. Why? Well, because Jesus always practiced what he preached. Our Lord quotes Hosea, chapter 6, verse 6, saying, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And then to provide a practical case in point, Jesus calls a notorious sinner, the tax collector, Matthew, to be one of his closest companions. Indeed, Jesus goes a step further and has supper with Matthew and his friends, described as many tax collectors and sinners. Jesus, the only righteous one, could have condemned Matthew and other sinners, like little, that little boy who buried his neighbor's cat for eating his goldfish. Instead, he shows mercy in the most powerful way, not only forgiving the sin, but becoming intimate friends with the sinner. I cannot help but wonder if Matthew, the gospel writer, did not have tears in his eyes and a trembling hand as he wrote chapter 9 of his gospel and recalled when he first received God's mercy. The original autograph text of Matthew's gospel would not have coffee stains, but tear stains on it. The Gospel of Matthew contains a core message of mercy, both lavishly given and lovingly received. Today, our job is to look at mercy not only as ready recipients, that's the easy part, but also as eager givers, that's the hard part. Here are some suggestions on how to mete out mercy. First of all, mercy should be the mantra of every marriage. What ultimately leads couples to disagreements, divisions, and finally divorce? Of course there are many factors, but at root, it is harboring hurts and not meeting out mercy. In other words, we can stand like the self-righteous Pharisees and little Jimmy. And condemn our spouse for his or her sins or we can behave like Jesus who ate with tax collectors and sinners and even call them to be his intimate friends and apostles. Marriages not only allow us to be recipients of mercy but also to share it with our spouse. Secondly, on Tuesday, I was in Little Rock for the Jubilee Mass, standing in line with the bishop and other priests. And we were talking before Mass about how we try to deliver a message in each homily. But the people often hear something totally different. Then the bishop added, yeah, and some say, I know someone who really needs to hear that homily. In other words, We are quick to see how others need to change and improve, and we are slow to see our own sins and failings. That critical and condescending attitude is also at root a lack of meeting out mercy to others. Of course, it is good to share homilies, but its main message Is for me and for you. And thirdly, people often ask me what purgatory will be like, and of course I really do not know. But I suspect that it will involve growing in the virtue of being merciful. That is, I believe we will somehow have to face all those people, yes, even our ex-spouse, and have to extend to them mercy, forgiveness, and friendship that we withheld from them in this life. As Jesus declared in another passage in Matthew's gospel, Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. That is, until we have lavished mercy on every last person we will not get out of purgatory until we have mastered how to be merciful praise to be jesus christ